This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Learn to trade stocks successfully. Learn to profit consistently. I'm Ryan Mallory, and on my weekly podcast, I'm going to teach you the ins and outs of a complex, ever-changing stock market. You will learn to trade better, trade smarter, and profit bigger. Now, let's go trade. Hey, everybody. This is Ryan Mallory, Swing Trading the Stock Market. Let's do another episode today, shall we? I do it every week, so I guess... Heck, it's kind of become expected, right? Every Wednesday, I usually drop a new podcast for those who are tuning in for the first time, talk about things about the stock market. You know, I, I keep saying I'm going to get get some guests on here, pick their brains, because I think that would actually be pretty good, too, for people to actually uh, hear from other traders besides myself. Um, got a number of people who want to be on the show. I think it's just really me so far that that's really not done a very good job of of getting that going. I think a lot of it's just the technology. I got to research it. You know, I don't know, you know, when two people are in different locations, how do you do the podcast to where it's pretty seamless, pretty easy to do. In any case, I'm going to figure all that out. And and I got a I got a pretty good list of people who I would enjoy having on the show, talking to them and everything else. I think it would be really good. Um like I said, to hear from somebody besides just me about trading, successful traders. Uh I I think it would be a definite solid for this podcast in particular. But today, I want to talk about how much you should allocate to your trades, how much you should allocate on each particular trade. I get this question probably, I would say this is probably the most frequently asked question that I get via email, chat, direct message on Twitter, in the chat room, email, you name it. I get this question all the time. And I've talked a lot about it in in podcasts in the past, but I want to kind of dedicate another episode just to this topic here because I do think... It helps a lot of people just as a refresher because how much you allocate to a trade really gets you in a lot of trouble if you don't do it right. What I usually get in the question is how much money do you allocate per each trade? Like dollars. Like do I put 10000 Do I put 100000 Do I put $1 billion on a single trade? No, I don't. I don't even have that much. I wish. I might be doing something different than a podcast. I don't know. Maybe I'd still be doing a podcast if I had it. Billion dollars. I kind of enjoy this. I, I enjoy the feedback, hearing from people. You know how it impacts. So probably still do the podcast. But uh, no, I don't. I don't trade a billion dollars on a trade. It'd be nice. I don't trade a million dollars. But in any case, how much? How much do I trade per trade? Uh, and the other one is well, how much? What percentage wise? And people who are being a little bit more modest will say, how much percentage wise do you allocate to each trade? That's usually the better way to go rather than asking me how much I put on a single trade from a dollar standpoint. Uh, but both questions, it really, it's, it's a deeply personal question, really, because when they ask me, they're they're looking for my insight because they want to take what I'm doing and apply it to their own training. But really, it, it's deep, it's deeply personal. It's about what you can handle. It's about what you can do. So if I say I put 10% on a trade, well, that might just be for that account, right? It doesn't take into account that I might have four or five other accounts. One's for long-term investing, one's for day trading, one's for Forex, Bitcoin, whatever. I don't have that many accounts. But 
I'm just saying, though. I mean, you can have it. So, I mean, people ask me, you know, how much do you allocate per trade? I mean, I could say 10%. I could say 20%. But that doesn't really mean anything because it's not really taking into account the entire picture of the person. Whether I say a, a percentage or a dollar amount, it really doesn't help the person to ask me that because it's not going to help them in the long term. If you try to copy just based off of what I do, I don't think that's a good approach. My personal belief has always been you should trade what you're comfortable with. If you're trading 10% and you're not comfortable with it, you shouldn't be trading 10%. Maybe consider 5% per trade. If if 10% you just don't take it serious enough, then maybe up it to 20%. There's there's a balance there that you got to find as a trader, and and until you find that, um, I don't I don't think you're going to find that that sweet spot in terms of return that you're looking to get from the market because you don't want to be too lackadaisical and you don't want to be too stressed out and fearful of of what you're doing with your trades. So you have to trade what is comfortable to you. If you're up you know in the middle of the night checking futures because you're stressing about what what the market's going to do because of the position sizes that you've taken on. That could be a problem. If you're 120% margin, yeah, that, that's that's a lot of positions and that's over allocation. If you're 120% long, yeah, a lot of people do it. People love the margin. You got those, you know, scammy prop trading firms all over in the Caribbean and everything else where people will put down $5,000 so that they can get $25,000 in addition to that 5000 so they can be above the pattern day trading rule. Dude, I mean, if you lose... $5,000, it's not going to be spread out, you know, uh, you know, $1,000 between you and, and the 4000 being taken off of the 25000 that you were uh, loaned. It's not going to happen that way. You're going to lose all $5,000. They're going to still keep their original investment. Don't, don't fall for these prop firms. These prop firms are dangerous. I used to get hit up all the time by these prop firms, and I'm not going to say any names. I don't even know if they're still in business anymore. They're probably not. They've probably been busted up by whatever you know agency that that smoked them out or whatever. But uh, I, I, they they always ask me, oh, we we can give you a dollar per trade that every customer you send us, you'll get a dollar for every time they make a trade. Or um, you know, they see SharePointer, they see I have a subscription service, they they want in on it. Man, I'm not doing that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I just not. I mean, that, that it's scammy. It's not right. It's not good. It's not. It's not how you earn the trust of the people that that come to your website to be trying to stick them into a brokerage uh, firm, a prop firm. Really, not, I don't even consider them a brokerage. They're they're offshore. They're they're scams. But anyways, they used to hit me up all the time, and they give people these like crazy allocations. That that's what they're proposed to do, and and then they want me to like try to convince people who come to SharePointer to sign up for them. On the back end, they would like want to give me a few bucks for every trade. I'm not doing that. I'm never going to do it. I've never have done it, and I never will because it's taking advantage of people. I mean, people are coming into these prop firms because they want to get past the day trading uh, rule or they want to believe that, okay, if I put $10,000 down, they're going to give me another $90,000 to go with it. I can trade, and I can keep all the profits, and as they, they see themselves you know, growing the account by 30% by the end of the year, 130. And then all of a sudden, oh, great. I just screwed my own personal account from 10000 to $40,000 because I used the 90000 that they gave me to make a 30% return on the market. And boom. Guys, that, that that's crazy talk right there. You can't trade like that. That is so over leveraged. Your emotions are going to be shot. They, they will not function if you do that. 
nobody makes it in those prop firms. All they're doing is just trying to get, you know, a, a, a new crop of people so they can blow out their their accounts too. They know they know those people aren't going to trade with them forever. They're just trying to blow out their accounts. That's all they're trying to do. So stay away from the prop firms. And, and the reason why I bring it up is because um, it's a great way to over leverage yourself to allocate too much money to a single trade because you're using other people's money and they're not going to be the ones that lose their money first. You are going to be the one to lose their, your money first. My next point that I would say about position sizes is that position size cannot create emotion for you. It cannot be an emotional thing. When I make a trade, if I make a trade in something like shop, which by the way, just to toot my own horn, closed that sucker out today. I think I bought it at like 357, closed it out at 390, 9.1% trade today. I liked it. Okay. Just give me that moment to just kind of toot my own horn a little bit here. But I did I enjoyed that trade. I got I still have Twitter in the portfolio. I think it's up about four percent. Starbucks, which isn't done jack squat for me yet, and that's it. Uh, I got two trades right now. And a lot of that has to do with what what I'm comfortable with from an emotional standpoint. Because if I start adding four or five, six more positions to the portfolio, this market, it's not in a good situation right now. Yeah, we've rallied uh this week and at the tail end of last week, and it and it looks like all is going to be fine going forward, or so it appears just today. But you got a guy on a on a cell phone that's tweeting things out, and you got Jackson Hole on Friday, and you got headline risk with North Korea, and you got tra- trade wars with China, and you have recessions with Germany, and there's a lot of stuff that can go wrong between now and the time that the market opens up tomorrow morning. And I'm taking my gains. I booked them. I know that for August, where the market's down, I'm up. That's a good thing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the reason why I'm not in a lot more trades right now is because I know that it's it's not ideal for me. My emotional uh, disposition, it doesn't mean that I have emotional problems. It's just being in touch with the, my understanding of how I react in certain unpredictable scenarios where I feel like, okay, I'm not going to add more positions to my portfolio now. I got one trade that's very profitable, currently in a, not, not called shop, it's Twitter. And then I also have Starbucks, which is like slightly down right now, not much. And I'm comfortable with that. If we tank tomorrow, okay, I, I'll give back some profits probably in Twitter. Uh, Starbucks, I don't know. It, it's been bucking the trend lately, kind of like your McDonald's and your Chipotle's and so forth. So there's a chance that it could actually be flat or slightly lower, even possibly in the green. I don't know. You know, It depends on what where the money goes for a safe haven. Starbucks is a good one for that. But that's what I'm comfortable with right now. My my position size equals what I'm emotionally capable of handling. And that's what you have to do in your trading. So if it means that you're putting $10,000 on a single trade or 10% on a single trade, or maybe it's $20,000 on a single trade or 5% on a trade, whether you're looking at it from dollars or percentage standpoint, it has to be a position of what you're comfortable with, what you're okay with handling. Now, I think you should probably look at it from more of a percentage standpoint because it gives you the fuller picture of your overall portfolio, but you could do the same thing from a dollar amount. If you have a $20,000 portfolio and you're comfortable with putting $4,000 on each trade, that's great. 
that's really good. I mean, I, 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 uh, I, I'm not going to have any issues with, with your approach there. I think it's all about what you're comfortable with as a trader. And if you, let's say, $20,000 is all you have to your name, then maybe $4,000 isn't the right thing. Maybe t- trading with $20,000 isn't the right thing either. But if you have $100,000 to your name and you have an account that has 20000 in it, and you're, then you're probably okay trading $4,000 on a single trade. So again, it has to be a situation to where the position size that you choose isn't going to be a very emotionally stressful thing for you. And when you trade, trade for balance. Don't put all your money into one sector, you know, and, and, and this isn't quite like about talking about capital allocation, but I do think it is kind of in that same regard because you're choosing how much that you're going to put in a specific sector. I like trading tech a lot, but I'm not going to put 100% of my portfolio in tech as much as sometimes I'd like to because sometimes technology can just run crazy. The software stocks, the semiconductors, uh, your internet companies. They can go on some terrific runs. Just look at Shop, right? Or Twitter. However, I can't put all my money in that sector. I mean, you could have a sector downgrade. You could just have a huge event with Apple that drags all of all of the, the tech sector down. So in that same note, just as much as you want to choose the percentage of money that you allocate to a specific stock, you also want to be careful about how much money you allocate to a specific sector. Aim for some balance here. You know, maybe maybe you are top heavy on technology, and that's not the worst thing in the world to have more of an emphasis on technology. That's fine. You know, maybe maybe it's thirty percent technology, twenty percent discretionary, twenty five percent staples, and another twenty five percent healthcare. Okay, that's fine. You're you're a little bit more top heavy in the technology, or maybe it's even fifty percent. But don't do a hundred percent. And time is your friend. You don't have to go from zero to a hundred in your allocation. If you're 100% cash because you just got stopped out then, and then you wait for the market to bottom and you think it's bottomed and then all of a sudden once it does bottom, you decide, okay, I put 10% of my capital on each trade. I'm going 10 positions long right now. Not, you don't have to do that. Just maybe, maybe test the water with two or three positions if you need to. See how those respond. If they do well and the market acts like it wants to keep on rallying, then add another position. That's what I did. That's what I did here recently here in the month of August. You know, the market started showing signs of bottoming. I covered my short position. I went long on shop. I didn't add anything else after that. And then the next day I added some Twitter. Okay. And they've been doing good. And then I've added some Starbucks. Starbucks has just not done anything yet. But, and then I didn't add anything today because I wanted to look, give my, my, my trades a little bit of room. The market seems like it's more of in a choppy pattern right now where it doesn't know if it wants to completely break out or go back down to the downside. So I'm like, I'm going to hold off. I'm going to let the market show me what it wants to do first before I... So I'm using time as my friend. I'm going to let the market show me what it wants to do before I start adding more exposure. Finally, I'd say this too, and we've we've touched on it a little bit, You know, whether to base your position sizes off of a specific dollar amount or a percentage of, that, of your portfolio. But I would also say this too, is that you want to think less about the dollar and more about the trade. If you're in the middle of a trade, and it's going up, and all you're thinking about is the dollars or the or the money that you're making on that trade. You're probably not trading with the right approach. But if you're thinking about the trade itself, then you're doing fine. Like for me, I'll go back to shop today. Made nine percent off of it, right? As if you didn't know that already, because I've kind of been. <laughs> I actually do my horn more about uh, shop today than I really thought I would. I mean, I don't want to come across as too braggadocious, but um, I guess I am. But anyways. The manner in which I 
handled SHOP shop today. It wasn't because I was looking at the dollars and I said, oh man, I've made a lot of money off of this trade. I'm going to go ahead and book the gains. No, I didn't. I was looking at it more from a trade standpoint. I was noticing that it was getting extended beyond the Bollinger Bands. The market was kind of on the upper end of a trading range. I said to myself, okay, 9%. It's a good profit. I've blown out the risk reward that I took on the trade. It also needs to probably pull back some because it is overbought. It's outside of the Bollinger Bands. This is probably a good time to go ahead and book the gains and see where it wants to go after the trade. Just to wrap this all up, okay? How much we allocate to our trade. It has nothing to do with what I do from a percentage standpoint or a dollar standpoint. It has to be something that you are comfortable with, that your position size doesn't create an emotional distress for you, that it doesn't create anxiety or keep you up in the middle of the night checking futures. You want to aim for some balance, and you got to remember that time is your friend. And if you think about the dollar rather than the trade itself, then you probably are not trading the, the right amount of capital for your trade. You probably need to lessen it some so it becomes less of an emotional experience for you. That's going to do it for today. I, I actually highly encourage you to check out uh, the SharePointer Splash Zone, Swing, Swing Trading Splash Zone. It's a great community of traders. I talk about it in every one of my podcasts pretty much. I know, but look, I'd be remiss if I didn't because I really think that it can do you a good favor and your your trading endeavors to make you a better trader, to trade side by side with somebody that 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 does this for a living. I mean, this is this is my my living right here. I'm a full time trader. I do this every day. Um, rarely take a day off. I probably should take more time off, but I'm not. I thought maybe about taking some time off over to before Labor Day weekend, but I decided against doing that. I'm gonna trade through the rest of this month, probably through the whole rest of the year. So, um, you know, not take too many days off in between. But in any case, I'm there every day. And there's a great community of traders, man. They got each other's back. We're always asking questions. I ask people questions in the chat room all the time. There's people with different strengths and abilities, people who have a have a penchant for long-term investing and have a better understanding on the macro conditions of the economy versus, versus what somebody might have with a specific skill set of a particular industry or a particular stock. It's just a really good... Really good community. I mean, there's just a huge hodgepodge of, of collective strengths and abilities that, that you're really missing out on by not being a part of the Swing Trading Splash Zone. So go to shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. And uh, actually, somebody actually told me the other day that it's not backslash. It's just slash. So I'll do it both ways. I'll do it www.shareplanner.com slash splash zone. And I don't know. Maybe I sound like an ignoramus for doing this, but I really don't know if it's backslash or slash. But I'm just going to say slash slash splash zone and it's a little bit of a tongue twister too because you're trying to say shareplanner.com slash splash zone i don't know maybe it's just me but i kind of think it's a little bit of a tongue twister but you get it now hopefully it sticks in your head and that you try out it's a free seven day trial you really don't have anything to miss out on check it out see if you like like it see if it's a good place for you i think it is i think it's awesome i've made some really good friends and lasting friendships in there and i hope you can check it out Thank you, take care, and God bless. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast of Swing Trading with Ryan Mallory. I'd like to encourage you to join me in the SharePlanner Splash Zone where I navigate the financial markets every day with traders from around the world. With your membership, you'll get a seven-day trial, access to my trading room, and text and email alerts. So go ahead and sign up by going to shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. That's www.shareplanner.com backslash splash zone. And follow me at SharePlanner on Twitter and on SharePlanner's Facebook page, where I provide unique market and trading ideas every day. 
If you have any questions, please feel free to email me, ryan at sharepointer.com, or call the office at 321-522-6733. All the best to you, and God bless